0: Askpat. AskPat.com. What's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1233 of AskPat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and entrepreneurs just like you. And yes, entrepreneurs plural. We're talking with Analia and Pierre who are over in France doing some pretty incredible and very, very smart people things with relation to science and sports, right? So they're like multiple PhD master, like super smart people, number one. And number two, they are working with athletes and organizations to help basically bioengineer performance. And they have a website, sci-sport.com. That's sci-sport.com and they want to know like how to get this out there and how to you know turn this into a business model and they offer a lot of free things but they also offer some paid things and and how do we scale this up so a really amazing conversation and you'll hear both Analia and Pierre here in this episode and again their website is at dot sportcom this is going hope you enjoy Analia and Pierre, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you both so much for being here today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you for
1: having us.
2: Yeah, very excited to be here.
0: This is really cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company and and what you do? Analia, maybe we could start with you.
1: First of all, I'm Bulgarian. I did my PhD research in France about um, biomechanics with Pierre. So we started our company since 10 years ago. We are two researchers who write articles on scientific basis about science of sport. And uh, we try to communicate with uh, many people and vulgarize the scientific research to help them to understand more what they do on a daily basis and how they can manage the method of training, optimizing their performance. Helping to, to prevent injuries also?
0: Yeah, Pierre, tell me a little bit more about the kinds of sports that you're focused on. Are you focused on all kinds of sports or just certain sort of sports? Like Anna said, our goal is to to fill the gap between the
2: field and laboratory research. So we don't have a specialty per se. We are working for anything, any sport, and not only the sport, we're also working for health and for people who are just want to be uh, in better shape or in better health. So we can apply what we know and what we do for everything.
0: I got you. So not just the professional athlete or the sports team, but anybody who wants to live their best life and be healthy and perform at a top level. That's fantastic. I'm sure that with the decades of research that you've done, there are many, many things that you could do to help people. Tell me about the business model of the company. Is it simply you write reports and then people buy them or how does the the business model work?
1: A little bit of everything. We write reports and we work with federations also with the enterprises?
2: We started a website and everything was free. The content was free and still is yes. free. We wanted to help many people and we didn't want to have a, a barrier with some price gate. So at the time when we started, just after finishing our PhDs, it was free. And we did that during 10 years and to leave because at the end of the month, we have to leave. So we have... On the side, we have uh, an online store where uh, we were selling some uh, some sports accessories. It helped us to live and to uh, grow and to start to build our community and people to uh, follow us. But almost two years ago, we started an online platform, uh, online uh, e-learning platform, for uh, to be exact. That's where we we started to sell our our course and our uh, on knowledge if if i can say
0: yeah where is that available like what's the website so in in case people are interested in checking it out
2: oh yeah so the the website is uh, com, and there is a, an english version we are we are trying to translate ourselves all the the stuff we we do because everything is in french the part where we we sell our courses it's called Sport school and it's schoolsci How do I spell? How do I spell the website? Just so, so people can. Yeah. So it's sciences of sport. So it's uh,
0: sci-sport.com. Okay, sci-sport.com. I just want to make sure we get it for everybody because they're going to be interested in this. And I can see it is in French, although it is translated a little bit. Sciences sport.com. Okay, fantastic. So you have some educational material you're working with different enterprises and companies and things like that which is great. So tell me what's on your mind. How can I best help you today? Where you where do you want to go in this conversation?
1: Our questions are and our debate are often about the prices because we uh, our main goal is to satisfy people. We want to give them great quality of our work and this is the main goal. We can compromise that. Most of the time we work a lot for a very long time. We don't uh, calculate our time. Our writing is not like, oh, for uh, 200 words, we must sell it for this price. No, we spend a lot of time to, to have a quality. And that's why we, we have a difficult time to, to find the, the right prices.
0: Understood. Yeah. So pricing can be very difficult. I think a lot of it has to do, number one, with who is it that we're selling to, right? If you're selling to the person down the street or your neighbor, you're going to charge one thing. But if you're obviously selling to a company or a franchise or some executives, then you can charge a little bit more. But you also have to consider, well, what is the value? What are they going to get? I think it's very smart of you not to charge based on how many words a book might be, or how much video there is in something. It's always going to be coming back from, well, what is this doing to help this person, right? What is the value? What are they getting? What's the transformation? In many cases, one way to start thinking about pricing is, what else might they be paying for to get to that goal? Many people who are maybe more professional, for example, a professional tennis player, professional swimmer, they're likely going to be paying a lot of money for coaching, for physical therapy, for all the kinesthetics and all those kinds of things. So you know that they're already investing a lot of money into those things to help them. But if they were to get your information, how much more would that help them? And can you base that price compared to the other things that they're already paying for? And that's why you can charge probably a lot if you are targeting those who are at that level. But of course, like you said, accessibility is important. You don't want to tell somebody, no, I can't help you because you can't afford this. And that's where a lot of times content marketing can come into play, right? Because you don't wanna also give everything away for free because then you're not making any money and can't build your business. You can't reinvest that money into something that can help more people. And then also there's this idea that, well, if you give away everything for free, then it might not be worth anything. So there's less perceived value there. So generally speaking, The way to have a good balance of helping the most people as possible, but also getting paid for that would be there's a couple different business models, right? You could do content marketing for free where you're sharing a lot of the information free for search engines for anybody looking for it. If anybody comes your way and wants to learn how to do something really quick, you can point them to an article Maybe it is a section of your book that's popped out and shared for free. But that will hopefully get people excited to go deeper with you and then spend money to invest in what it is that they're getting on the other end, right? We talked about the value that they're getting on the other end. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it, is to actually give the information away for free, but in order to implement it, in order to get accountability, in order to get access to you, you could charge for that, right? So the content maybe is what gives people the idea that you can help them, but then if they actually want you to help them personally, then they might need to pay for your time in in that case, right? Per hour, per job, or per project. So that's a way to do it. Another way, that you might be able to generate an income through this information that I think could be very valuable would be through speaking on stages to people who this information would be very relevant to. You know, I'm sure there are events that you could speak at where you could display this information that you've researched and found that could really be valuable for people. And a lot of companies will pay to have you on stage to present this information. And then, of course, you could sell your book and sell your courses you could also give people free access to parts of the course that they would be interested in to get them okay i can get it for free cool i'll check it out but then the rest of it is locked and they have to then pay to unlock the rest of it because now they know they like you and they they want the rest of this information or they have confirmed that it is actually of value and helpful for them therefore they want the other things there's a few ways to go about doing it. Have you explored any of those ways to help more people, but also you know generate more revenue before? Yeah,
2: mainly what we are doing. It's the the first option that we were talking about is the free content in the the, the social media and in Instagram, Facebook. We are not doing uh, YouTube, but we are present in Facebook and Instagram, and we are growing since two year. We are we we found a new way to communicate our uh, our ideas and our uh, our work, and uh, it's specific to the platform, and it works great, and it allows us to share more content, to reach more people, and to sell more of what we are doing and what we are proposing. Um, it's relatively relatively new for us to, to sell the, the courses, so right now we have two big courses, one big and, and one smaller. It works well. We are very happy with the, the results. But we are working on, on a, our next course and the next course, we want, we want it to be bigger because the subject is bigger. It's more interesting. We know that a lot of people in our, uh, subscribing, uh, in our subscriber uh, are looking for the, the answer and the, the solution. And so the, we understood the concept of value and the concept or, that we are selling a solution and not a product. But we wanted to have it right. I mean, how to know if it's not too cheap or if it's not too expensive. I mean, by that, that we can sell a course, for example, for 200 uh, euro or US, or US dollar. But at the same time, we can sell it for 50 but how to know maybe the course, we can sell it for 400 and we can make a discount at 200 So that's where we are trying to, to adjust things because we are looking for, searching for. We know that we sell everything we do, we sell to professionals. We help coaches and personal trainers to help their clients. Mm-hmm. So we are not selling to the people who go to the gym to be in better health. We are selling to the coach who helps these people.
0: Gotcha. That's really helpful. And number one, it might be interesting to research what else are those coaches and professionals paying for, like I said, and what are those price points? Because if you find that all of those things are hundreds of dollars, but then you charge 50, they're not going to believe that what you have to offer is of value. There's a range that they're used to paying for information like this, that combined with what is the outcome, right? The value that like we were talking about, you can move your price up to be premium. This is the best that you'll get and you cannot get this anywhere else, so therefore we are charging more and that is the higher level, the the high premium sandbox. Or you can go a little bit lower in that range, but knowing where that range is, is very important. So lower range because you want to help more people, and have a wider reach, okay? Or really high level, you'll have less buyers, but they will be much better quality buyer, right? That's really important to know the range so that you can then determine, okay, ours should be up here or ours should be down here. I usually recommend, especially if you know you have the best material, to stay more on the upper end because then your perception of your brand in the market becomes upper end. If you start feeding products that are always lower, then you become the cheap solution, right? And you know when people share you, oh, get it because it's cheaper versus do you want to be perceived as, oh, yeah, you should invest in this because it's the best. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's worth it, right? So it'll take a conversation between both of you to kind of understand where you want to go. And it might be smack in the middle because you want people to see it as, valuable, but also accessible too. But that range is going to be important. And so some conversations with your future customers and people in that space could be really helpful to see what are they investing in? Because that way you at least know that you are not completely undercharging or completely overcharging to a point where they see that price and they're already making up a story in their head. Oh, that's probably not good because it's so cheap. Or that's too expensive for me to even think about, right? Does that help a little bit in terms of finding that that right price? It's going to take some time, but I hope that that helps a little bit.
2: Absolutely, yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and I'm guessing, I mean, the nice thing is if you want to play in the premium pricing range, a couple things happen. Number one, you'll get a better quality student, like I said, but you'll have the ability to have more focus on them. If you charge less, you'll maybe have more people, but you might have more people who ask more questions who are going to cause maybe more problems or you won't have the time to personally help those people at that higher level. Maybe at the high level, they also get some time with you to chat, which you wouldn't offer those who are at the lower price. Another thing that happens is just you'll have more direct connection to them so you can actually get feedback from them more. You'll want to take better care of them because they are investing a lot more and you'll have more time to do that. And then, like I said, the perception of just of you in the market. The cool thing is that many people try to go premium, but they can't back it up. They don't have the information or the experience. And I think that the decades of experience that you have and the PhDs that you have, that is something that should be included in the value of what it is a person's getting that is something that will differentiate you from somebody else who might be sharing a lot of the same things or trying to share a lot of the same things. They don't have your qualifications. So it would be almost a disservice to charge so little with the background that you have, a disservice to your students, but also to yourselves. I mean, you've earned the right to charge more for this premium content to this particular audience. So a very common mistake for course creators and content creators is to undercharge and you have probably more qualifications than most to charge more. So I, I want you to focus on that. Charge what you're worth for sure.
2: Yes. Yeah. Thank you, but Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. It's something that I think everybody needs to hear from time to time, even myself, because we have to balance. Again, you want to help as many people as possible, but you also know that you have something valuable that you should charge for. And, I'm so glad that you're on social media because that is how you're able to help people far and wide. And I would imagine that those posts and those reels or the Facebook posts or whatever are helpful. So therefore you are already helping a lot of people there. Now we can, for those who wanna go deeper, charge the premium price to help in a premium way, those professionals and so, Yeah, that's those are my thoughts.
2: I think you're right. And just to add a little something at the end that that maybe we spend too much time to do free content. I mean, we are still doing free content and we are enjoying it because we we love to share and we love to to give information to people. But we spend so much time doing, doing this that it was hard for us to start selling I mean, we share everything we did. We have uh, more than 200 articles on our website and it's it's a lot of work for us. And we do that full time. And when we started selling, we were afraid of, of selling. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we did it and it worked at the first time, we have uh, the first course, the first launch. It was fantastic for us. It was a, a great week. And now the problem has just shifted is to find the right price. Yeah, you
0: help a lot with that.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Good. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. The thing that I was afraid of when I was selling for the first time was I was already giving that information away for free. Now I'm packaging it and putting it into something that I'm going to charge for. I had a big dichotomy in my, my head about that. But again, like you said, you get those first results. You see people who are getting value from it and you just want to do that more. And yes, the price changes. I changed my price the first time after I started selling too. So you're doing all the right things. You're just in the middle of it and you're never gonna nail it the first time. But I think that as you take every step you take as sort of experimental trial and error, you're going to, just like in your research, right? You do the research, then you implement. It may or may not work out, but you've given yourself the best chance. Then you go and do it again, right? And and that's where you are now. So I'm, I'm very proud of you guys. I would continue to do the social media outreach because that is how you're gonna get more people. And the beauty of this is eventually you'll get to the point where you have, you know, your set number of courses and they're there and they're selling and they're kind of automated, right? You can get people in there as long as you find new people. They'll be put into your email list or you into your system and they'll find you. You can keep cranking away at finding new people and, and having your impact done on the front end there and then a deeper impact for those who wanna work more closely with you later. So just... Words of encouragement, keep going. And then one more time, people can go to sci-sport.com to check out their website. I see your ebook there. And again, it's in French and stuff. You can see also the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook on the Instagram page. Just let me go there really quick. I'm curious. Uh, About a thousand followers there. Really good inspirational posts. Very helpful pull-ups and cardio and different. Okay, this is great. This is great. Keep up the good work, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I hope this was helpful. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Pat. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Pierre and Analia over at dot sportcom Coming from a different angle than what we often hear here on the podcast, as far as, kind of work that they do, but it's all the same principles as far as getting in front of people, providing value and getting them interested in all the other things that you have to offer. So I'm really excited to see what they do with this information. And again, getting into the more English speaking or, uh, you know, American organizations and and companies and athletes and professionals is where there's going to be a lot of opportunity as well. I know that's where they want to go to. But again, you can check them out, SI, that's S-C-I-Sport.com. To see all the crazy smart things that they're doing over there it's really amazing actually i was just reading it earlier but there is a french version and an english version of the website when you go there so go ahead and check it out thank you so much for listening in i appreciate you i hope you enjoy this episode and i look forward to serving you in the next one so keep up the great work and as pierre and analia mentioned they are members of spi pro they're in there with the mastermind groups and stuff and and i do want to invite you to come in and check it out and apply at spipro.com. You can see if it's the right fit for you. And if it's not, we have some other options for you as well to help get you going to where you need to go. Because that's what we're here to do. We'll we'll help you get there, right? That's our new mission statement. We'll help you get there. Anyway, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to serving you in the next one. Cheers and peace out. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski, and our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session.